This is In the Know for Monday, August 15, the 227th day of 2022. There are 138 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Where's Quacky? Day number six, and the water cooler question. That and a whole lot more coming up today. You're on in. Uh, no, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. She is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Happy Monday. Yeah, I know, right? Can that be? I mean, I might as well get over it. It's going to be what it's going to be, so I might as well embrace it. I ran across something that uh, struck me as odd. Did you know that bleach expires well, so I actually read that. You did? Well. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah. So you saw the paper. So, yeah, it, and it stuck out to me. No, I did not know that. And I I don't, I think I'm calling bull. Yeah, you are? So yeah. you think this is Clorox's way to get us to buy bleach more often? So. It's telling yeah. us that bleach, um, it, it expires after because about I, six months? I know that the jug that I emptied like last weekend or something had been sitting in our house for quite some time mm-hmm. and it. It worked. Maybe its potency starts to wane a little bit, but I certainly wouldn't be drinking it after six months, right? (laughs) I mean, it's still going to be extremely powerful, but uh, it's it's where they get you. It's a Clorox trick. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Did you get into the Hall of Fame the other night? Did you go? They go ahead and just bring you on in to the no, Cougar Football Hall no, of Fame? No, or? I'm, I'm probably way down the list. You're on the outside looking uh-huh. in. I see. Uh-huh. I'm not even sure I'm looking in. There's, I might be across the block. There's some other people that are in, though, right? Did they have the ceremony on Friday? They did. Uh, I mean, you might recognize. I, I recognize at least one of the faces. Uh I got the picture around here somewhere. Did there you get them to? Did you get them to question exactly re reexamine the, the one on the right, the stat line for the for the Chaffins dude? I uh, I asked, and they said they had they had gone through a strict committee. Does he have an asterisk by his entry into the hall? Like, what is that for PEDs or something? I don't, I don't know. Just in general, <laughs> and then the left, just a Matt general Hayes. Asterisk. I know Matt Hayes. Yeah, I know uh, Matt Hayes as well. Now those two, uh, those two middle fellows, I probably should know them. Uh-huh. Lynn Payton, that's one of them. Lynn yes. Payton is on the is on my left when I'm looking at him. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the other fellow is. Who? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head oh, okay. because I was doing about 14 things when Mr. Clean. I was going to say, uh, he looks like a smaller version of The Rock yeah, a little uh, bit yeah, from my big, distance. Big guy. So, so, yeah, he's, um, yeah. It's great, though. Uh, and that's different than the actual high school Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. This is just the football team's Hall of Fame. Did Matt Hayes tell any stories? No, I oh, didn't uh, Didn't get a chance. He's got good stories. That's why, that's why I wanted I didn't know if you were scared that you would come up in any of the stories. No, I'm not afeard. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> not worried about it at all. Uh, good. Uh, how did the Cougars look the other night? Did they much win their be- scrimmage? Much better than they did the previous weeks. So they okay. beat Hopkins County Central 40-22. to 22. All right. Well, so they open up against, you ever heard of Edmondson County? Yeah. I have. Uh, on Friday. So I, I, I peeked. I have magical ways of peeking in on the scrimmage the other night. And oh, did you? I peeked in momentarily. 
<laughs> uh, during the beta testing. So I peeked in and immediately there was a cougar, f- uh, turnover. And so I just closed it and went on. It's like, well, apparently okay. I caused him to fumble. Okay. So I, I moved You're not on. allowed to watch Friday. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, it's going to be perfect weather for the week preparing for the tobacco bowl on Friday night and for the, the tobacco bowl and really for the weekend itself. We're going to see cloudy with isolated rain chances today. And we're going to see a chance of that isolated rain pretty much all week. But don't think you're going to get these long periods where it's going to rain all day or we're going to have these, you know, huge long stretches of rain or anything like that. Just going to be pretty much hit and miss, but a pleasant week. The wind's going to be coming from a different direction than normal, which has helped keeping our temperatures lower. We'll see mostly cloudy, 83 today, even though the sun's shining. It looks like a perfect morning right now. Uh, partly cloudy tonight, 66 is the overnight low, mostly cloudy, and 82 for tomorrow, 85 on Thursday, 86 on Friday, and as uh, so the high school football season gets underway, but all the fall sports are underway. I saw cross country was busy over the weekend. Uh, we yep, got they golf had, going on over the weekend. They had their cross country, I guess, if you want to call it a scrimmage this weekend. Yeah, it so was they're a practice meet. They 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 pretend to run. Uh huh, uh huh, just like they pretend to football. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, volleyball had their. Uh, uh, there might be some ladies that are a little sore this weekend after they had their reunion volleyball. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. Did they have ice baths ready on the? Oh sideline? yeah, sure. Yeah, they had a. They got a hydro room down there at. Uh, at uh, on campus there now that they got a hot tub and a cold tub and uh, interesting. Now nah, really they just got a water hydrant faucet that comes out the side of the building. You can use it if you want to. Um, the U.S. Capitol. I saw the headline yesterday morning. You, d- you just don't expect to see a headline like this on uh, Sunday morning. A man drove his car into a barricade near the U.S. Capitol early yesterday and then began firing gunshots in the air before fatally shooting himself. The incident happened just before 4 a.m. at a vehicle barricade set at the East Capitol Street, Northeast, and uh, Second Street, Southeast, there on Capitol Hill. The attack is reminiscent of an incident when a man drove a vehicle into two Capitol police officers at a checkpoint April 2021. Authorities said this man, a 29-year-old Richard York III of Delaware, crashed into the barricade and that as he was getting out of the car, the vehicle became engulfed in flames, The man then opened fire, firing several shots into the air as police approached. Capitol Police said the man shot himself as the officers neared, and he was later pronounced dead. Uh, It's, you know, these are all these these incidents that were happening with the FBI in Cincinnati last week. And this, it's just all, you know, triggered triggered stuff of uh, uh, people who are triggered by recent events in our nation. I'll tell you that uh, I was... Back at the end of February and the 1st of March, I was on Capitol Hill the day of the State of the Union. And um, it is an interesting time. One, because of uh, because of it being hard to get into the Capitol building, it was still closed to tours at that time, and much harder to get into the uh, congressional buildings. There are just a lot less people milling around, uh, around in the perimeter around the U.S. Capitol, but you got security forces that are there. They're still a little uh, gun shy over January 6th. They've you know, fortified the security perimeter. But what you do have, though, are the people who don't have the common sense to go do other things. So they, you would find people standing on a corner, and two people would just start arguing from both sides of the political spectrum 
and the U.S. Capitol Police have to keep an eye on these people, like, are they here to cause trouble? Are they, they probably, many of them, like, I watched a homeless guy and a guy on a bicycle that was like a real hipster get into an argument, and I was just standing on the street corner, and then the U.S. Capitol Police have to come across the street, bust these two up, send them away, like, they're just doing that nonsense all the time, and that's the that's the that's the center of democracy and free speech so they have to spend time like well i mean they're here they can exercise their political speech but when do they cross the line into being something more dangerous and it would be an impossible job and then at 4 a.m. you're doing your job and you got somebody who comes barreling down on you those those uh things that come up out of the ground that protect like you're not moving those things those things mm-hmm. are designed to stop big trucks you know mm-hmm. that might be carrying things so anyway it's, it's a strange situation more u.s lawmakers visit taiwan 12 days after the pelosi trip so in further trying to make china mad we get another congressional delegation a five-member delegation led by democratic senator ed markey of massachusetts there to I don't know if they're vacationing in Taiwan. I don't know what they're what they're doing. Closer to home, a Litchfield felon arrested with methamphetamine and multiple weapons and who was nearly shot by a Grayson County deputy a couple of years ago has been arrested on a drug charge after being found passed out on private property. This happened yesterday about 5.30. LPD officer Missy Skaggs was dispatched to uh, the report of a passed out male, 55-year-old William Willis, on the Grayson County Health Department property. Skaggs made contact with Willis, who regained consciousness. He was soon to have discovered to have been trespassed from the property, meaning he isn't allowed on the premises. Uh, Willis was arrested and charged with possession of controlled substance, his second such offense, third-degree criminal trespassing, lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. Um, A Big Clifty man with an arrest history dating back approximately four decades has been indicted on six drug and gun charges. This happened uh, last week. Grayson County Sheriff's Office personnel arrested 86-year-old Marchman Cottrell. It is Hardin Springs Road residence on an indictment warrant initiated by the Greater Hardin County Narcotics Task Force investigation. He was lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center but no longer listed as an inmate. I sometimes have a hard time knowing how to group stories together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> This is the, those two those two oh, wow. booking photos back to back. Can yeah. I see those side by side? Just <laughs> like oh, it's right? it's it's awful. Yeah, I mean it's, it's just. Sad. But when I saw when I saw both these stories laying near one another, it's like well they don't really have anything to do with one another. But it's just sad to see b- both of these booking photos together. And I you know there are some people that. You know, like to look through booking photos, and and there are times that we see some funny ones of people wearing weird T-shirts and the choices they make. But when I see these, I just think, what hard lives, you know, what hard lives people must be uh, must be living. Some of it is some of it is due to their own stuff, but some of it is not. So it's just it's just it's it's shocking, and that's why I was like, shoo. A medical episode resulted in a vehicle crashing into a Clarkson residence Saturday morning about uh, 2.10. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office and LPD uh, officers, along with Clarkson Fire, Grayson County EMS, responded to the 5400 block of Elizabethtown Road. They found a Nissan Altima traveling east on Elizabethtown Road, left the roadway, traveled about 500 feet through multiple yards, fences, a tree, 
and uh, it was determined that uh, that the um, young male driver from Litchfield had suffered in a medical emergency, causing him to lose control of the vehicle. He was the lone occupant in the Nissan. There were three people inside the home, two people sleeping just a feet away from where the impact occurred. No injuries were reported due to the vehicle striking the home, but the driver of the Altima was transported by EMS to Owensboro Health Twin Lakes to be checked out. Wow. A Muhlenberg County man has been indicted on two counts of murder after he killed a married couple in an alleged DUI crash. 59-year-old Danny Cobb of Graham was indicted by the Muhlenberg County Grand Jury in the death of 60-year-old Charlie Butch House and his 52-year-old wife, Kimberly House, both of Greenville. This happened back last fall. State police said Cobb was driving an 01 Chevy Silverado at the 10-mile marker of Highway 75 near uh, 175 near Graham. The afternoon of October 19, 2021, when he crossed the center line and struck a 2018 Harley Davidson motorcycle head on, and uh, led to those uh, led to those charges led to that indictment. Actually, recently, a Kentucky judge was suspended with pay on Friday, following testimony that he pressured a lawyer practicing in his court to support his reelection campaign. Kentucky Judicial Conduct Commission voted 3-2 to two to suspend 42, 42nd Judicial uh, Circuit Judge Jamie Johnson following a day-long hearing in which he told commissioners they were being used for political purposes. The hearing included testimony from attorney Lisa DeRenard that uh, Jamison repeatedly asked her to support his re-election campaign against public defender Andrea Moore. DeRenard uh, felt pressured to donate to his campaign, which she did multiple times. She also testified that Jameson put her on the spot at a fundraising event. Also testifying in this hearing was the Marshall County Sheriff, Eddie McGuire, who said that the judge had asked him to have a courthouse deputy removed from the building after a security video of Jameson was disseminated. Jameson continued the deputy posed a security risk, although he mentioned in a text message to McGuire that he believed the deputy was acting in the interest of his opponent. So the judge said that this commission is being used for political purposes and uh, says that he was un, um, unjustly suspended. The family of country singer Naomi Judd has filed an amended court petition to seal police reports and recordings made during the investigation into her death. The family filed the petition in Williamson County Chancery Court saying the records contain video and audio interviews with relatives in the immediate aftermath of Judd's death and releasing such details would inflict significant trauma and irreparable harm. The petition was filed on behalf of the singer's husband, Larry Strickland, and her daughters, Ashley and Winona and was a more detailed follow-up to an earlier request made by the family last week. Um, so before they could get this sealed up, some of what is some of what is known, uh, already known, is a uh, tremendous tragedy. Uh, one of the things, you wonder why, why it's a big deal. Well, apparently Ashley, let me make sure I have this right, Ashley found her still alive after she had used a gun. And the investigation has statements from Ashley and others on what they did in the moments waiting for help to arrive. And so to have all of these details paraded through 
the media and the tabloids and all those things. They're just saying, look, this was a tragic situation. It's not going to change the outcome. This was something at her own hand that she did. Like, the world knows that. But can we just seal up the rest of these details so that all of the nitty-gritty isn't out there and known? And I think that's a reasonable request. I do, too. Um, mm-hmm. We already probably know too much. Mm-hmm. And and if if we if she were not Naomi Judd, we wouldn't know this much. That's mm-hmm. true. So... I think it's a reasonable request. That word chancery court does so. The that's a that's a, some states around the country have a chancery court, just a different division of the same courts we have. But a chancery court, the the legal system in uh, Tennessee uses chancery courts. John Calipari said he made a mistake comparing Kentucky's athletic department to others, and wants to make clear he will keep supporting the Wildcats football team. Calipari wrote on um, social media on Saturday that he had heard what Mark Stoops said in response to his push for upgraded facilities for his basketball team. Calipari says that he reached out to Stoops on Thursday and will keep trying. Uh, Then uh, Mitch Barnhart kind of poured gasoline on the fire uh, with his own press conference. Not really sure what he was. I think I know what he was hoping to achieve. I think I know that he did not uh, achieve it as a result, but um, the Wildcats coming off of the Wildcat basketball team coming off of a good showing in the Bahamas. They'll come home. Mm, I, Sam, I saw the same report that you said that it's likely there's a meeting in the principal's office today. Mm-hmm. Cal Stoop Barnhart with uh, with President Capaluto just mm-hmm. saying, "You all figure this out." This stuff mm-hmm. being aired in the public eye has got to stop. And um, I mean, I it's it, I understand. I understand why everyone has done what they did, but I think it's gone too far. So like, my- I, I understand why Stoops is upset. I understand why Stoops probably said some of the things that he did because he wants to defend his team. Mm-hmm. At the same time, answer the call. You know, I can I can say that. I understand why Cal said what he did. Yep. Uh, Mitch, I don't really know that I understand why he said what he did. Uh, <laughs> apparently, some people are saying that he was trying to be sarcastic. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't really. Yeah, I watched I the clip so. a couple of times. I didn't see the sarcasm. I've always been very supportive of Mitch and have communicated and with plus, him a couple of times over the years and really admire the work that he's obviously done. Obviously, by that email, was, right? Uh, no, it was by email. No, one time in person okay. and one time by email. But I will tell you that he's he's kind of tone deaf to this particular situation. So he's uh, he, he shows he's trying some colors, to help. especially when taking shots at the media in front of the media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not necessarily the the best plan. Sure. Well, I think President Capilouto will is the one who can call the timeout and say, "You all, all just shut up." Mm-hmm. Just get together, take a photo. Everybody's got their arms around one another, and let's move on because this mm-hmm. can't this can't linger. Because both those programs should have should have good years, and I'm hoping that that happens. Uh, Western Kentucky University, less than two weeks before their opener, is down to one uh, expected quarterback. They've got a kid, uh, Jarrett Dodge, Doge. Who transfer Doge, Doge, who transferred to WKU from West Virginia, is back in the portal, heading somewhere else. Do we take this to mean he thinks he's not won yeah, the job? Austin Reed's going to be the starting quarterback from University of West Florida. So it's awfully late in the year to be in that transfer portal trying to hitch on something leaving the station in time for this year. And then Kevin Harvick won 
again in uh, NASCAR race yesterday. Busy playoff picture now for uh, for NASCAR, but uh, Harvick, after going 65, 65 race drought, has won in back-to-back weeks, so congratulations to him. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around. Where's Quacky? Day number six coming up next here on In the Know. It is Failures Day today. You know, you learn very little from winning. You either, most, win, you most, either win or you learn, yeah, right? You, you win or you learn. And uh, what's funny is I saw something the other day about winning. I was talking to Alea about winning and losing. I said, but you learned. You, you lo- if, if you lost, you learned. She said, do you always learn something when you lose? I said, yep, you always do. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was uh, an interesting, interesting question. It's also Lemon Meringue Pie Day today. Oh, can I just have the lemon pie without the meringue? Well, what's funny is I've never been a huge fan of meringue because mm-hmm. I think it's sort of like a non-food. Like I know mm-hmm. that people are thinking, oh, well, that's good. It's, you know, whipped egg whites and it's mm-hmm. fluffy. And I'm like, no, really, it's just a barrier to get to what's yes. under there. And mm-hmm. I don't really want the lemon. I'd rather have like chocolate meringue pie. Mm-hmm. We but. call it calf slobbers. Oh, yeah, it does kind of look mm-hmm. like calf slobbers. That's yeah, right. It, it really good, does. It makes mm-hmm. good sense. I, I understand that. Now, here's day number six in Where's Quacky. Uh, but before we look at day number six of Where's Quacky, we need to tell you who the winner is from day number five. Day number five, Where's Quacky winner is Ashley Duvall. Ashley was uh, aware that Quacky spent the day on Friday at the Valley Park Bridge. Hmm. And so, yeah, down in the holler. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. So what did you think? Falls of Rough? I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that was where Quacky got a little... Double tricky. You know, mm-hmm. so here's where here's here's where if you're a true Grayson County and you probably you see, can spot the difference. You see the path up. N- well, not only that, I, I wasn't even going that far. The deck boards on the bridge at the falls aren't nearly in that good of shape. In fact, <laughs> I think the deck boards go the other way. Okay. So like the deck boards on that bridge go left or right, you know, and and I don't so that's the okay. that's some of the difference. But Ashley knew that uh that the uh, bridge at Valley Park was where Quacky spent the day. And now she has her very own duck and a K-105 T-shirt for the Ducking Hunger Regatta that comes up on September 4th. All right, so now here's day number six of Where's Quacky. It, uh, if you're watching the show, you can see the photo. But over on our Facebook page, there is this photograph. And in the comment section of that photograph, you'll need to identify where Quacky is spending the day Today could be a little tricky. You know this one? I do know this one. I don't. Um, well, I, I think I have an idea, but I don't know if I would be specific enough. Yeah. So you could, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one, um, you, let's see. Can I, can no, I see? I no hints. Well, it's not, it's not really a hint, but I guess I would be saying is, you you might have been around for a long time and think you know all the places, but unless you travel, like unless you're a more recent traveler of the area, you're not likely to get this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going, I, I don't, where, where is that? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what makes it interesting. So in the comments section underneath this photo, uh, then you need to tell us where Quacky is spending the day and you may win $1,000 in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. And we'll announce you this time tomorrow if you are chosen from all the correct entries fair enough oh yeah and if you uh, have your if you're watching 
on your smart television or your computer monitor or whatever, you can point your phone at this QR code and sponsor your own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. So we're uh, 25% of the way through mm-hmm. in uh, the annual Where's Quacky, day number six. All right. New Doritos ketchup coming to stores near you. And no, it's not ketchup that tastes like Doritos. It's Doritos that fla- are flavored with ketchup. Well, see, so ketchup flavored <laughs> chips in Canada, I think, are huge. That's like they're they would eat that like salt and vinegar. Is it's mm-hmm. it's just a it's a go to for them. I don't believe that I have ever. I have not had them dipped. Doritos in ketchup, but mm-hmm. I have dipped Lay's or Ruffles or just sure, your regular potato ones. chip mm-hmm. in to get to get some of that ketchup goodness. But I think I might could like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I, there's two photos up there. So when I'll, I'll, I would go for the mustard. Okay, so, so on I the, love mustard, and its companion like mustard, is yeah. Doritos spicy mustard flavor, which I think I would mustard. like. Uh-huh. I think it could be okay as well, but I know I will like the ketchup one. Uh-huh. I just, and I think I will like the Doritos mustard one. So they are coming to uh, the, they're making their United States debut. Doritos ketchup is based on one of Canada's best-selling fan favorite flavors with a tangy and subtly sweet taste. And then inspired by Chinese hot mustard, Doritos spicy mustard is described as a one-of-its-kind flavor first of its kind flavor that offers the iconic tang of mustard and spicy flavors Doritos fans know and love. So I guess what I'm interested in, are they taking just your typical Doritos, your regular, straight up, the first Doritos we were made aware of? The nacho cheese? Yeah, the nacho cheese Doritos. Or are they, like in the mustard, are they starting with a different chip? Are they starting with like the Cool Ranch and then the mustard? No, I think you're getting a, a Dorito without any dust on it. Yeah, like a just like a tortilla type. Uh-huh. And then it's just the, the basic. Yeah, it's just like this is take away the nacho cheese. Take away the nacho cheese, or take away the Cool Ranch, That's or take away the. Uh, Those aren't Doritos, then. Well, well yes, they are. They branded Do- them that way. So. Doritos are the type of chip. No. Doritos well, yes. are not the type of chip. Well, Doritos you... are only Doritos once they're once they're seasoned. Well, yes, but like these Doritos. are seasoned with ketchup. Dorito. Hmm. I don't know. Then that just I, then I think I'm back to no. I'm not so sure. Oh, I want I want goodness. Dorito a Dorito a nacho cheese Dorito that is dipped in a little bit of ketchup and then I want that. Yeah, I think otherwise I think, this is just a chip. I think you're thinking too far into this. Uh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Do you, Sam, you don't even remember when you could see into the Doritos bag. It used to be, it was clear plastic, almost in a triangular or round, can't remember if it was triangle or round, but you could see into the Doritos bag. And the Doritos logo used to be block letters, and they were all sort of alternating in angles. Like the D was angled this way, and then the O was this way, and R. And I don't remember that either. Mm, yeah. I don't, but there's a chance not, that we didn't get to have Doritos. I'm not that old. I know. So I, so well, I'm saying you but don't I even, am you don't older, and I don't. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't remember it. Absolutely. Um, Kellogg's is launching their new Rice Krispies Shocking Orange colored cereal for the Halloween season. Rice Krispies Shocking Orange colored cereal features the same original taste and crisp rice cereal crunch that fans know and expect. 
with the added fun of festive seasonal orange Halloween color. So they don't taste any different. They're just they're orange. Just yeah, your your mom could probably make some good Rice Krispie treats oh. of these, though. Yes, she could. I think these Rice Krispie treats would look good. Yes, they would. The Rice Krispie treats with the marshmallow I, and then... It even looks like on the box that it has like an... Is that supposed to be a Rice Krispie treat example? It is. Yeah, mm. there's a, like, like a, a jack-o'-lantern and mm-hmm. then a... Um, Zombie? Is that a zombie or Franken? I don't know. Frankenstein zombie. Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think those are cool. Yeah, me too. I think they're good. Those would be think, really fun to make good. Rice Krispie treats. You can with. find Kellogg's Rice Krispies shocking orange colored cereal at retailers nationwide starting this month. And uh, get a 12 ounce box for $5.49. <laughs> suggested retail price. Ba-da-da-da. Yeah, cereal's crazy expensive. A New Jersey library said a former patron recently returned a book he had checked out 75 years earlier. Wow, he's speeding Misty by a bit. (laughs) (laughs) The Jersey City Free Public Library said 89-year-old Bob Jablonski checked out Odin Rudolph's book Hitler from the James J. Ferris High School branch in 1947. It's a high school library. Yep, John J. Ferris High School Library, it says. Officials, well, no. So he checked it out from the high school library, but he returned it because the Jersey City Free Public Library is attesting to the return, probably the John J. Ferris High School branch. Um, the public library had a branch library in the high school, mm. so they do their their libraries a little bit differently. Officials said Jablonski will not have to pay any fees for the 75-year overdue book as the facility went fine-free in March 2021. So, so he wonder, was just waiting for that. I wonder if he put any money in the guilty conscious jar. Or, I mean, like... Maybe he made a donation yeah, to the Yeah, because that's what we have fund. here. Um, you have, There's a little jar, so if you feel mm-hmm. guilty, you can put some money in there. I, you know, not long ago, we lost the man who uh, played the the library inspector on Seinfeld in that famous episode about, um, was it Tropic of Cancer was the book that signed, that Jerry checked out, and I think, and, but the library, the guy the, from the library, his last name was Bookman. <laughs> Makes sense. Which that just made it even that much better that the library inspector was named was named Bookman. So the Winnipeg the Winnipeg Public Library said earlier in August that a copy of Baseball by Daniel Jesse was recently returned to its Dropbox after being due back on June 18, 1974. So you got other books that are, you know, people moving out of homes and they're just finding in them mm-hmm. and discovering them and so you never know what you might find. Never, Never know right. what. Well, you know they have that place in Alabama, Scottsboro, Alabama, where they have the lost luggage, where they uh-huh. l- luggage gets lost, and then they. Uh-huh. I want to go there. I I have um I, I have read on that place because it's not too far out of the way. Like if you're going to the Panhandle, it's not too far out of the way. But you um, supposedly you don't find as many deals as you might think. Like the mm-hmm. the novelty of buying it from that place seems to have their prices. A little higher. I was going to say, you might. if there were that if there were that many good deals, I think one Misty Thomas would have already cleared it out. Right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. She so that kind of uh, tells me that it's not that great of deals, without a without a doubt. But maybe they should have all the lost books from the library, the books that don't get returned. Maybe there should be a centralized location, like the Island of Misfit Toys, the Island of Unreturned Library Books. 
Each one of them would have a story about where they've been hiding for all these years. I see what you I'd did like there. to be in charge of that. I knew you would. That's mm-hmm. why I proposed it as a as a premise. Yeah, I, I like that. A Florida man reportedly might have to leave his home after he turned after it turned out he was a victim of a rental fraud. Nineteen year old Isaac Aviles has been living in a three bedroom Orlando home for months while paying rent to someone who didn't actually own the home. A few weeks ago, the real homeowner sent him a letter telling him that. Aviles, Aviles said uh, that he found the listing on Zillow and had been paying $1,200 for the last three months. The company that actually owns the home has the rent for it listed on their website as over twice that amount. So oh. this guy showed up to look at this place, and somebody happened to be in the neighborhood, struck up a conversation, claimed to be the landlord. Oh, that's great. Wrote him an I'm agreement. Yeah, wrote him an agreement, but said, I'll need your deposit, and then... It sounds like a Judge Judy episode. <laughs> it does sound like right? a Judge Judy episode. Poor, poor guy. Yeah, that yeah. would be terrible. Especially being 19. Well, and he was probably thinking he was getting, like, a really good deal, you sure. know, because if it was... It's supposed to be twice that amount. He's probably looking at it going, oh, yeah, I'll take this. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Uh (laughs) But, I mean, he's lived there for three months. And clearly paid his rent. He paid his rent. (laughs) He got to live there at a discount, and now they're making him move. So what's the worst thing that's going to happen? He's just going to have to move and find another place, I guess. Well, Mm -hmm. unless he presses charges against whoever's been collecting the rent, he won't get his deposit back. Yeah, but, I mean, he had somewhere (laughs) to live for 90 days, so I don't know. He may be like, well, the hassle is i got to move and go somewhere else. And then Man Rescue, this story is from Rome, Italy, uh, not Rome, Georgia. Man rescued from tunnel he was digging to rob a bank in Rome. The suspect was buried about 20 feet underground after a road near the Vatican collapsed on him. An eight-hour rescue began after one of the victim's four alleged cohorts escaped from the tunnel and called authorities. So it collapsed on him. They were trying to dig a tunnel to rob a bank, and the co- and the tunnel collapsed. How did no one... I mean, this is not just... That's not a huge tunnel. How did no one say, get How far did they get? Yeah. But should we rescue you? Like, if you're dumb enough to do that... Should you do you deserve to get rescued? I, I don't know. I guess, guess, guess they did. Got to get to a break. We'll come back at today's water cooler question around the corner here on In the Note. Did you know the term bug for a software malfunction dates back to 1947 when a fault was traced back to a moth stuck in the system? So in 1947, they found a moth stuck in a system which caused a malfunction. Among their software, Mm -hmm. software in 1947 is very intriguing, but then it was dubbed a bug, and from this point, oh, that software is buggy, or that thing is, and that's why we call it a bug. Interesting. Did you know that? I don't know that I... I didn't know that either. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days, you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by texting your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Up for grabs today, going to give you your choice of the theme park tickets. You can have two tickets to see the Lumineers, or today only you can have four tickets to see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Poison. Ooh. If you choose that option, that show is tomorrow night. In Indianapolis, actually for us old people, they started early. I think they started at 4 o'clock in the afternoon because they know that most of the people, you know, (laughs) like 
Well, they got to go out to the to the buffet for the discount, you know, in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then they got to roll on over to the show that starts at four o'clock. Of course, four groups. You got to, but you got to start that, that the, early. The, the KSR crew went to that one in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and they said it was. I mean, they said it was really good, but yeah. it was a marathon. It's 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 a it's a haul. They should take like a ninety minute break between the, uh-huh. the second and third acts. Let everybody go take a you no know, take a nap in their in their car. Uh, to, so you can have, that's an option for you today, but here's the water cooler question. 15% of us think this stinks. 15% of us think this stinks. What is your guess? Are you in the 15? I am not. Is she? Nope. You probably don't know about me. Um, probably not, but that just means that it's, conversely, it's highly regarded. But 15% of people think that it stinks. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. The weekend box office bullet train keeps its lead. That's that new uh, Brad Pitt movie. It's kind of like modern-day version of Murder on the Orient Express. Very action-packed. We saw the trailer for it when we went to see Maverick, and it looked good. Okay, Uh, yes. Maverick bounces back. It's kind of had a little resurgence. It was the third most-watched movie this weekend. DC uh, League of Super Pets at 2, Top Gun Maverick at 3, Thor at 4, Nope at 5, Minions at 6, Crawdads at 7, Elvis is at 9, and Fall is at 10. Yes, I skipped 8 because I've never heard of that movie. What was it? Number 8, something called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. (laughs) Oh. Well, we were at the Midnight Showing for that. Never, never heard of that. Martha Stewart says, Charming Pete Davidson is like the son she never had. Hmm? I like I like Martha's taste in people. Snoop, Pete Davidson. Yeah. The 81-year-old, um, how do we, what, what do we, what do we call Martha Stewart? I don't, like, I think personality? she's Martha's, yeah, Martha Stewart. Uh, marketing entrepreneur. She's obviously been very successful at many things that she's mm-hmm. tried. She had her own Convicted. cooking shows. She has a, a brand called Living. Mm-hmm. Martha Stewart Living was her show. And she said, Pete Davidson is like the son I never had. He is a charming boy who is finding his way. I've invited him to come on my podcast, and I look forward to hearing what he has to say. <laughs> or is Pete just moving on up the demographical ladder? I mean, he maybe. went he went older women with, uh, with Kim, and maybe he's thinking, hey. Maybe maybe Martha is the object of my desire. I bet she's fun. She's got to be something. Right? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if she's just so, if, if the idea of her being so straight-laced mm-hmm. that she encounters these other people is that's why they want to bounce off of her because they think, well, I mean, she's, she's Martha she's Stewart. She's a straight man. So, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, I guess. Uh, you can book Sarah Jessica Parker's Hamptons home for a summer Sex in the City stay. You can have your own Carrie Bradshaw moment in Amagonset on Long Island where you can stay 
where Sarah Jessica Parker also likes to get away. Her East Hampton Beach Cottage is not only a quick walk to private beaches, but also has a closet full of shoes. And it's available at booking.com. Only $20 for the overnight stay. So I saw this photo and I thought, I mean, it's a cottage. It's on the beach. It's older. It's probably been there a long time. Real estate there, very expensive. But this struck me as particularly modest for something I would have thought Sarah Jessica Parker would own. But booking.com and they're running some type of promotion where you can stay there for $20. I need to know what size shoes she wears. Uh, that's a good that's a good question. Some of them I'd say you don't want to wear because anytime now that you even come close to a heel, you say, I used to wear heels. <laughs> like, did Carrie Bradshaw wear any flats? No. Well, I don't. I, if she did, not many. Maybe like some ballerina flats it or something. It seemed like her house shoes probably were even. Anne Haish was peace, peacefully taken off life support yesterday. After an organ recipient was found, I'd seen multiple. There were, you know, there were outlets referring to her past tense. She had been legally declared brain dead, um, but you know they were speaking to her like she had already passed, but she was still technically alive. And I think she has passed. It's, it's uh, extremely, extremely sad. That is terrible. But Sarah Jessica Parker wears a size seven. I could tell by your reaction yes. when you put your device down. I thought mm-hmm. Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker wears a seven. Uh, are you sure you wear a seven? You recently were sized in something different it'll than a work. seven, and you, okay, it'll at work. least it's not like a ten right, or a five. That's fine. I can't imagine Sarah Jessica Parker wearing a ten. Well, nor can I. She's petite. This can work. The most popular baby names inspired by sports stars: Tiger at ten, LeBron at nine, Marshawn at eight, Venus at seven, Floyd at six, Carly at five. That's for Carly Lloyd. She's a soccer star. Mm-hmm. Crosby, Sidney Crosby at four, Serena at three, Beckham at two, Kobe at one. That doesn't no. really come as a surprise. Why didn't they go Eldrick? Eldrick instead of Tiger. Uh-huh. That if you wanted I to like go the name Crosby. If you I'll be curious to, to see in in Kentucky if you'll get some Oscars. Eventually you will. You know, I have a cousin uh, Macy, and I think I just always think of Kyle Macy whenever I oh, think Macy of him. Morris. I don't know that he's. Uh, don't know that that's technically correct, but all right, let's run through all of these and see what we got. New Ocean, correctly first. Eighty-eight sixty. What you didn't you didn't have Ocean? No, I did not. Well, and so today I had a like a printer mishap. So not only did I see whatever you were talking about before. About the bleach? Yeah. You saw the answer to the water cooler. I never look at show prep. but You had the correct answer? Yeah. All right. So what did I tell you it was? 8862. Yeah, there you go. 8862 was uh, the... First, to correctly know the ocean. I think I don't know the ocean. The ocean, it can stink. It can stink. I don't mm-hmm. think it does naturally stink, but it does have a distinct smell. Yes. You know, all those things coming together. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Nose. MB's point to ponder for today: What law or social rule completely baffles you, and why? What law or social rule completely baffles you and why? There's probably an explanation for it, but I've always been very curious as to what the decision is is for school buses to stop on railroad tracks. Mm. There's probably an explanation for it, but it's just one of those things that it's always like, well, if you stop and you look and there's actually a train coming, 
doesn't seem like it's the, I don't know. Well, but it's not just buses, you know, it's uh, propane yeah, yeah. trucks. Uh-huh. It's, you know, anything that I guess, um, I guess that there were just enough accidents involving railroad crossings and commercial vehicles like that or school buses that they said we got to have a and we got to have a law that we got to take extra but I, I will tell you depending upon the time of day you know because the 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 bus corral is still on brandenburg road for grayson county schools so bus traffic coming and going so my time of day you're likely to encounter you could encounter multiple buses at the uh, railroad crossing but speaking of Glad you mentioned buses. Noticed something last week. I, I'm going to presume that uh, Bus Boy is still in charge of the transportation system with the Grayson County Schools, right? Braxton. Yes. Bra- Braxton. Still. I didn't. I didn't know he had the nickname. That's his Twitter handle, Bus Boy. Is I think it's changed. It has. I think. I think it's Cougar Dot now or something. Oh really? Director okay. of transportation. Yeah, I there think he's. I'm reading into now. There's as to why, but go on. So someone, and I will presume that he probably had to help collaborate or, and and make this change. I have noticed that school bus traffic headed for Grayson County High School is now crossing from East White Oak Street to West White Oak Street and going on out 62 instead of there being a long line on South Main Street waiting to turn left. Mm-hmm. See, so like they're going up South Clinton. They're coming mm-hmm. from around, like, around the middle school on the byway, coming up South Clinton, then coming in by the health department and then crossing straight line to go on out 62 or West White Oak Street. And I thought, logistically... That's a brilliant move. Mm-hmm. Like when you see it happen, you go, why did it take us so long to figure that out? <laughs> so for what, however that came about, I think it's smart. When I saw it happening, I thought, yeah, because normally you'd, you'd be all the way to the bottom of the hill, right? Traffic will queue up trying to turn on 62. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Forever. So I'm like, yeah, that's smart. So whoever did that, congratulations. If it wasn't bus boy, then I knew it. We can give him credit, right? That's what good leaders do. They take credit for the good parts. He's running the organ. He's, he's the logistical or person, maybe, so I'll start maybe, there. Maybe it was Superintendent Robinson. Could have been. Could have been Chairwoman Thomason. Yes. I mean, how how, how far you want to climb this ladder, uh-huh. Sam? Well, does it get higher than her? You want to keep, <laughs> you want to keep going? Uh, on television tonight, Better Call Saul, the series finale. The Bachelorette is on ABC and on, I presume, Lifetime. It's Text Me When You Get Home. In fact, the title of this television or show or movie even has a hashtag, Text Me When You Get Home. Hmm. Fancy-like. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1969, the Woodstock Music and Art Fair opened in upstate New York. In 1914, the Panama Canal officially opened. In a year ago today, the Taliban swept into Afghanistan's capital and basically took over. Birthdays today. Retired Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is 84. Britain's Princess Anne is 72. Melinda Gates is 58. Deborah Messing is 54. Anthony Anderson is 52. Ben Affleck is 50. Joe Jonas is 33. Jennifer Lawrence is 32 today. 
Speaking of <laughs> Kentuckians, I was going to say I saw where Katy Perry has sold one of her homes in Los Angeles. She sold her Beverly Hills mansion because she was living in Montecito with her husband Orlando anyway. So they're downsizing their presence in California, and so that's just one more indicator that they might plan on spending more time in Kentucky. Think we can have her on the show? That would be so cool. <laughs> I don't see why not. She's going to be a Kentuckian. We might as well have her on the show. Napoleon Bonaparte was born this date in 1769. Charlie Comiskey born in 1859. Bobby Helms born this date in 1933. You know, Jingle Bell Rock guy. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Let's go to 1954. The Crew Cuts were number one. With Shaboom. This is in Cars. Is it, is it? It's in something else, too. I thought you were going to tell me it was in Clue. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I was getting ready. Yeah, it was like on the tip of my tongue, and he said Cars, and I was like, I thought every minute. time we played it, yeah. you said that it was in Clue. It is it's in It's in Cars when they finish renovating Radiator Springs, and they're okay. playing it and showing when it off. They say Shaboom. The Safaris, Wipeout, number one in 1963. I carried watermelon. Do you like this TV show? Or have you ever watched it? Wipeout? No, I do not like it. I don't like it because of the hosts. Oh. Would you watch it on mute? Pro- I would. If I were going to watch it, I would uh-huh. watch it on mute just to watch people get hit in the head and fall uh-huh. in the water. Luther Ingram, number one in 1972, with If Loving You Is Wrong. I don't want to be right. If loving you is wrong. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1981. <laughs> Diana Ross and Lionel Richie, which is in our list of five karaoke duets yes. that are approved. This is one of them. All right, Snap the Power in 1990. Genie Bottle, Christina Aguilera in 99. Jesse McCartney leaving in 08, and Sab Hunt, Body Like a Back Road, number one in 2017, five years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says this, not only strike while the iron is hot, but make it hot by striking. Not only strike while the iron is hot, but make it hot by striking. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.